Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. On Tuesday, the Philadelphia police released a video that was recorded last week of about a dozen people walking through downtown Philly. These people are suspected of a really brutal attack on a gay couple. According to the police, someone in the group asked them if they were boyfriends, and then they started making disparaging remarks about homosexuals, and then eventually ended up kicking them in the head and chest. One of them had to undergo surgery and have his jaw wired shut, and the other one had bone fractures and cuts to his face. That was last week. The video was released on Tuesday, and about an hour or two after it was released, a Twitter user named Fansense09 said, This is gross. Let's see if we can help find these guys. Fansense09 is a Philly sports fan with a few thousand followers. He mostly tweets sports jokes. And if you listen to our show, or if you even just pay attention to the internet in general, you probably have a stomachache at this point. Not just because a hate crime occurred, but because when the internet tries to find a criminal, it usually goes very, very badly wrong. There's a Facebook manhunt. The wrong person's identified. Their reputation's ruined by vigilantes. And at the end of the day, not only is the right person not caught, but a couple of innocent people are dragged through the mud on the way. So it's weird that this is probably the most reasoned and well-intentioned Twitter mob that we've ever come across. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes you hopeful. So Fansense09 caught a lead when someone posted a picture that they said they got from a friend of a friend, which is the same individuals on the same night in the basement of a restaurant. He asked people where this picture was taken, and everybody said that it was at this restaurant in downtown Philly. And then he used Facebook's social graph search to see who had checked in at the restaurant that night, and he cross-referenced it with the images and basically found three or four people that he then handed off to the police who seemed like they matched the people in the video. And it was totally civil. There was no witch hunting. He didn't release the information publicly. It was like the best version of people online assisting an investigation. In fact, like just a few hours after he began his investigation, he got an appreciative tweet from a Philly cop. First, he said, shout out to Fansense09. This is what makes my job easy. Sure, it's up to me to make the arrest, but we're all in this together. And then after that, he said something which in any other context would have sounded ironic. He said that this is how Twitter is supposed to work for cops. I'll take a couple thousand Twitter detectives over any one real detective any day. I spoke with Fansense09 outside of his work on the street on a cell phone, which might account for the quality of this thing. And while he's not an investigator per se, he does have a history of using Twitter to highlight bad behavior online. I mean, I've kind of, ever since I started amassing kind of a big following, I've always tried to do something with them. So what we've done in the past is we found, you know, people who were representing organizations, teams, colleges who have said really disgusting and inappropriate things on Twitter using their real name and, and acting as representatives of these organizations. So all I really usually do is retweet those and my followers will, some of them get really upset and want to contact their coaches and stuff like that. And they might go ahead and do that. So I figured that this was just that, but on a bigger scale. One of the things that kept this from turning into some of the witch hunts of Internet's past is that you didn't go online, find these people, and then sort of out them by name. You found right. them and then immediately passed that information to the police. Right. Because, first of all, I don't know what information the police had. I mean, I have a very close relationship with um, Officer Joe Murray, who I was sending all of my information to. But, he, you know, I don't know what 
what the detective on the case actually knew, if my stuff is meaningful, if these were really the people. So, you know, last thing I was going to do is throw names out there. And I was trying to discourage people from calling the restaurant, manning receipts and stuff like that. Did you have a relationship with Officer Murray be- from before yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he and I, he's very active on social media and really does a great job. So, yeah, he and I have been talking for a long time and have been friends. You know, we've, we've hung out. Did you know him from Twitter or did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew him from Twitter. I know him from Twitter. So you met him on Twitter and then you guys have met up in real life and hung yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. He's come to a tailgate I did and stuff. So. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. he, it does seem like he really has like a really, really active online presence that is not common amongst police. Well, it's great because it makes people more comfortable and it makes people really feel like this is a partnership and it's not police or these kind of like unfallible and touchable, untouchable people. And really all the PPD has a very, very good online presence and, and Joe's just a really good guy. This sounds like a Batman-Commissioner Gordon relationship to me. Yeah, it, it is. It's like I'm like Batman, except they don't have any money or a cool car. Um, <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, I mean, but it is. He is. He's kind of the one guy who's reached out to contact me before, so I figured I'd go to him. There are often times that you hear stories about Internet mobs that just yeah. sort of get out of control. And this yeah. is a story that has sort of the rare quality of having an equivalent volume of people, you know, a lot of people looking right. into this, but managing right. to stay totally under control and sort of do what is responsible to sort of pass this information off to the people who right. can actually act on it. What do you think caused this to be the best version of the Internet mob? I mean, you know, it really comes down to... uh almost kind of community organizing, grassroots activism. It's, it's getting everybody to work to their strengths to find information based on what they're good at and contributing in their own way. I also think the anonymity that I brought to it made people a little bit more comfortable. But I think constantly knowing that people were on it, that I was in contact with Joe and stuff like that, encouraged people to know, okay, like stuff is happening. Let's not blow it up. So are you going to go back to tweeting about the Eagles or are you going to become a full-time crime fighter? No, no, no. I'm going to go back to what I, what I like and hopefully my followers are, are not too shocked that it's a sports account. A lot of times people are anonymous online because when you find out who they are in real life, they're unsavory or they've said terrible things or done terrible things. Can you mm-hmm. assure us that you're a good guy? I, I mean, you know what? The only reason I'm, I'm anonymous is because I, I tweet at work. I'm not supposed to tweet at work. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why I'm anonymous. <laughs> you can find Fan Since 09 on Twitter. He remains anonymous, though he's done a number of interviews, so you'll probably hear more from him in the coming days. TLDR was produced by PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. Our executive producer is Kat Rogers. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our engineer is Jen Munson. Our intern is Ethan Cheel. You can find more TLDR at tldr.onthemedia.org. We tweet at A. Goldmund, PJ Vote, and TLDR, and we are TLDR. Also, Ethan's sick this week, so tweet at him to feel better, please.